Welcome to the St. Richard's Podcast Sermon of the Week. This week's message is given by the Reverend Kelly Jennings. For more information, please visit us at strichards.org. I was really moved this morning because it just almost looks normal. (laughs) What a gift, you know, we forget what it was like. I forget what it was like to look out here recording a service and just talk to empty pews. This is big. It's a big answer to prayer, isn't it? Friends, notice how our Lord God works. Notice how he works. God chooses the tiny town of Bethlehem in which his son will be born. It's still tiny today. Bethlehem has played a role in God's plan From before Jesus' birth, though, notice that it gets mentioned in the Old Testament passage today. A millennium before Jesus' birth, Bethlehem provides the place where the people of God will find another king, a king, David. Notice that we don't get his name. The passage today gives us this great anticipation. Who is this king? We don't hear his name until the very last sentence, David. David, a thousand years before Jesus is born. So we hear the beginning of this account of David's reign today, and we're going to hear more of it as we continue through the summer from the book of Samuel. So who is this king? How is David chosen in this passage? Well, the prophet Samuel, if you noticed, is directed by the Lord to go to a man, God's very specific, named Jesse, who lives in Bethlehem. The Lord says, For I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Now here's a bit of homework. The town of Bethlehem only gets one other mention in the whole Old Testament, and I'll let you find out what it is, and find me, email me, and see if you've, let me know if you find it. Where else in the Bible does the town of Bethlehem get mentioned in the Old Testament? One other place. But the mention of the name Jesse would not have been lost on any Jewish reader of this text. Jesse is part of a famous family lineage. In the Old Testament book of Ruth, we hear that this beloved woman, Ruth, a Gentile, marries a Jewish man named Boaz. It's one of the shortest books in the Bible. It's a romance. It's beautiful. Take the time to read it this week. Very short read. Well worth it. Well, Ruth and Boaz, stay with me here, they get married, have a child, and that child has a child, and guess who that child is? Ruth and Boaz's grandson is Jesse. So now here in 1 Samuel, we hear about Jesse's own seed, staying with the theme of the mustard seed that we heard about in the gospel today, right? Notice that this choosing of God's next king, I found this interesting, the choosing of God's king, next king David, happens in the context of worship. Samuel invites Jesse and his sons to to sanctify themselves. There's going to be a sacrifice. So he says, come along. And a great thing happens, right? You know, you invite someone to worship, great things happen. Come along. Sanctifying means preparing ourselves in purity. Preparing ourselves in purity. Well, Samuel then, after the worship, 
meets all of David's son, all of Jesse's sons, save one, right? But none of them are whom God has chosen, Samuel discovers. He remembers God's words and is listening to God as this is going on. And God says, the Lord sees, not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks where? On the heart. On the heart. David, out shepherding, is the youngest and least likely in stature to look like a mighty ruler compared to his many other bigger, older siblings. But the Lord says to Samuel, Arise, anoint him for this one David is he. Let me ask you this. Where are we anointed in worship? The clue is behind most of you back there at our baptisms. We are anointed at holy baptism. The priest makes the sign of the cross with the sweet-smelling oil and says the words, you are anointed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Anointing. David is anointed king. We are each anointed kings and queens. C.S. Lewis said, remember, in his Narnia series, once a king or queen of Narnia, always a king or queen of Narnia. And how are we marked? How are we anointed? With the sign of the cross. With the sign of the cross, a brand, you might say, here in Texas, a seal. I will remind children that even though that oil washes off, that seal never comes off of us. It is on us and inside us and within us forever. Branded by our loving, self-sacrificing God. Hallelujah. He says in Isaiah 43, I have called you by name and you are mine. That's what happens in baptism. We are claimed by our good shepherd forever. In life, the value of something is not always what it appears to be, right? St. Paul apparently was not, by outward appearance to many, the man of great words and faith that he surely was on the inside. Today we hear him encouraging the church and us, the church in Corinth, and us by saying, we are always confident, says Paul, for we walk by faith, not by sight. You may be feeling today, not very confident. To be a servant for God. Maybe it's your health or your appearance that weakens your confidence out in the world. Maybe it's a family issue, a personal issue you, you're afraid will come to light. So it keeps you in the dark. Maybe it's something you think people will make you, other people think poorly of you. Maybe your job or a lack of one is making you feel insufficient in the eyes of even the Lord. Remember today that the Lord sees, not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Right? We can keep that in mind today, too, as we recall other people that we are charged with caring for, young and older. We are, many of us, caring for loved ones, sheep, who are weak, who need our help, 
who by outward appearance may not show the world the strength that they have on the inside. And to us too, maybe we don't see what's going on and what God is doing in them. We can pray for them and trust too that God is at work even while we are asleep. So that leads us to the gospel today, where we hear words from this king of heaven and earth himself. He also, Jesus, descended from Ruth and Boaz and Jesse and the great King David. Jesus is the one born also in the same tiny town of Bethlehem, in a negligible corner of that town, in a feed tub. This is our king. What does Jesus tell us about his kingdom today? Well, he tells us that his kingdom is about something very small that grows larger and larger. Jesus' kingdom is about God at work through things that are buried. Think about the growing seed there, that first parable we heard this morning. Things that are buried. Jesus' kingdom is about things that are hidden, becoming in time a vast bed of something deeply nourishing. Jesus' kingdom is about God at work through something as tiny as a speck of dust that grows, notice, not into a giant speck of dust, or in the case of the mustard seed, the seed doesn't just grow into a giant seed, does it? When it grows, it becomes something totally different. How does it know? What a mystery that is. What a mystery. And yet it grows and becomes something so immensely different than it started out that it provides for others. Think of the birds in the tree, in the, in the branches. And it even propagates and creates other plants. Think about how many other seeds are on just one stalk of grain. God's kingdom. What a mystery. So now, to close, listen to this. Here is the great mystery that's to end on. Lots of mysteries in our faith. Our king is Jesus, who was anointed, right, speaking of kings, anointed by water and the Holy Spirit in baptism. We, follow, we just follow him, don't we? He is, today, we celebrate that he is, Jesus is the growing seed. Think about that. Jesus died and was buried, hidden in the ground. In a few days, he sprouted from the grave. To use the gospel's words, we know not how. The grain in the bread of life, we consume here. Things have propagated through the millennia to right here. And this is the fruit that we consume today. Friends, rejoice with me. In Jesus, the mustard seed. In Jesus, the growing seed. Whose followers, baptism by baptism, have stretched out their branches around the world, becoming the universal church 
worshiping, baptizing, ever-growing, and providing shelter and nourishment to those in need. Today, give your cares, the tiniest of your concerns to him, especially at nighttime. You just sleep like the man in the parable and trust that he will take care of it today and every day. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For service times or more information on St. Richard's, please visit strichards.org.